Hello, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Bouch Bombentary brought to you by On My Grown, the podcast. I am your co-host, Melanie Mitchell. And I'm your other co-host, Rodney Boyd. And we're back for uh, season three, episode four, Fresh Like. Yeah, it's my favorite episode so far. Yeah, um, definitely one of the best ones, in my opinion, to progress the storyline along um, this season. But, I mean, we're halfway through the season, so it should be interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely my favorite episode. It's the first one that things are actually happening. Um, I also think this episode has been light-skinned nigga propaganda. And (laughs) (laughs) seriously, uh, definitely light-skinned nigga propaganda. But I'm, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. You know, I FaceTimed the light-skinned nigga shortly thereafter um, watching this episode. So it's working. And I think Issa deserves light-skinned man. Go ahead. So, so yeah, we're going to hop right into it. So we start the episode with Issa's rapping in her new bathroom mirror. She moved out. She took a property manager job. Um, she's interrupted uh, from her rapping when Daniel knocks on the door and says, yo, it's locked. And apparently he's bringing over the last box of Issa's stuff that you know, she had at her house and um, she's like, you know, I appreciate you for everything. He's like, you ain't even got to do all that. Mm-hmm. Gives her a hug and he dips on his way out. Him and Molly, you know, bump into each other and they had a real stank interaction. Yeah. I mean, when you don't like your friend's nigga, like the 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 interactions are very short and stank. Um, real, real quick, I, before you I, keep on going, um, don't forget to live tweet you guys. And shout out to I need to do this oh, shout yeah. out. I forgot to do this little housekeeping. Sorry. Um, one reader, we weren't listener, uh B N dub. Thank you so much for like real life live tweeting. So everybody make sure y'all live tweet. And then someone else, I just checked the Twitter before we was like, let's move on. Um, somebody named Mr. Smiley, mm-hmm. Mr. J Smiley said that no one mentioned that when Daniel asked you like that, it was a trigger to when she cheated on Lawrence. Did we talk about that? We did. Yeah. We did. Okay. Yeah. We did. Um, so, but what I was going to say, I just, I didn't like it, you know, because like Daniel was someone who time and time again had been there for Issa. And I get if you don't like him romantically for her, but I, I I felt like it was like, it was a little stank to front on Daniel like that, given how, how much of a help he had been to Issa, well, you know, when her girls weren't there. The way I or, see you it, know, when, I mean, she walked up, she was like, you out? He was like, yeah. Then she said it lower, like, bye, Daniel. But it wasn't like, hey, fuck-ass nigga, get, your, get the fuck out. Like, she didn't cuss him out. But think about it. You're as good with your, your friend's nigga as she is with him or, or the last time he fucked up. And he had fucked up shortly before that with the whole, he just shitted on your friend. So you're not really, like, if she loved Daniel, she liked Daniel, you love Daniel. But, like, if he consistently effing up and doing wrong stuff, you're going to be like, hey, Daniel. Right. But he consistently saving Issa. Okay. I just I just feel like it's it's real stank of Molly to, you know anyway. Um so Molly's heading into the apartment. She's helping Issa unpack. Um, you know, Molly's trying to encourage Issa, like, yo, this is your new beginning. You a brand new next level B. You know, we about to be lit. And Issa's like, yo, kinda calm all that down because last couple of times I, I, you know, claimed this new me, I ended up in some old shit. So let's not jinx it. True. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. Um, and then as they're unpacking, Molly's like, yo, if you don't want to end up in no, oh shit, then we got to get rid of some things. We got to let some things go. She's like, we got to start a trash box. And so she pulls like out some CDs that was mixed by Lawrence after their first date, which tells you like how old they are. Um, they were right. CDs. Which is weird. <laughs> and so she's like, these of- are trash. Because the story progression has only been maybe a year. Because we have, Issa hasn't had another birthday. I guess it was just implied that she turned another year older. I feel like it's only been like Yeah, six so it months. doesn't. So I'm like, but Man. they have like a bunch of 2018 ass shit in there. So it's kind of like, I mean, of course we know it's a show. But it's weird. Like, because between season one and season two was only like oh. three months. And then between season two and season three was only two weeks. Yeah. But, you get what I'm saying? Like season one was 2016 and season three is 2018 yeah. so it's like well don't forget um yeah that month, month of season for, uh, finale yeah so but even still that's like six seven months yeah yeah at most so four, it's four the or five months. of the season from start to finish it's just i'm not quite supposed to be i guess this is always gonna be implied that it's the current year whatever so it's like was he making script um was he making mixtapes in 2011 or 2013 yeah which is a good question but anyway, that's just something I thought about. <laughs> yeah. And, th- and think about it. Coachella. With Beyonce, yeah. Coachella is right, supposed to be the next April. episode. When it, Coachella's April. in March or April? It's in April. April. So really, the, the you know, the show started, technically the show would have started in like November, December. Hmm. Like season one would have really taken place then. They had no holidays. It's been summer the entire time. Right. Like I know it's LA, but LA does get cold. Like so, maybe that's why uh, Daniel had that jacket on. That's that Playboy sweater. Oh, and then another <laughs> thing was that um, one of her dishes were broken, her cups. And then Molly was like, "Girl, that's why you can't leave mm-hmm. yourself with them all." And she was like, "Well, girl, that was at your house." And she was like, "Oh." And then somebody tweeted that that was payback right. for Molly's vase. I thought it was funny. So yeah. She also had old birthday cards, which, uh, which I felt because I keep birthday cards. Because you never know. Like, yeah. I have grandma cards. I mean, grandma. I have birthday cards from the past, like, 11, 12 years. And I've kept them on. And then people who I've kept cards from have passed away. Like, my grandma, my dad, like, one of my friends from school. So, those mean a lot. I wouldn't have thrown away old birthday cards. If, if they had something in them. Huh? Do you keep any from X? Do you keep any birthday cards from exes or? I don't even know if I have. I have because I just had like stack. I haven't. I don't even know where I put that stack because I changed my room around since then. I have no idea what my card collection is, but I may have. Who knows? Uh-huh. Not intentionally. Yeah, I think that was that was it more than anything. I I assume the birthday cards were like from Lawrence. Well, it was so many birthday cards that she could have had for him. From, she could only have max five. But think about you know mamas and like my grandma. <laughs> She used to tape my birthday age in my car with like change. So I turned eight and she gave, she taped eight cents. And I'm like, nigga, what is this? That was the grandma's <laughs> thing. I think she brought me something, bought me something else, like aside from that. But I was just so confused why you thought I would be like hype about taping eight cents into my birthday card. Like, excuse me, bro. <laughs> but that's some grandma stuff. I can't wait to do it to my grandchild so she can look at me crazy. Like, like, what am I going to do with this? It's not the Great Depression. So, 
or they get a knock on the door. Um, yeah, it's Trina who we 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 were introduced to her kind of just vocally and um, by word of mouth from the. I, I I don't know who I guess he was the hiring guy. I don't know if with with his position would be called. Um, and Trina's making she's telling Issa, "Do you hear that? We got squirrels in the wall, and they having babies. You need to do something about it." So, I think they said Trina has some issues. So I guess you're gonna see that kind of through throughout the little rest of the season. Um. So after all this, we see Molly at her house, lonely as hell, with her dog, Flavor Flav, who she now allows to get in the bed. Because yeah, he was over there being a puppy, and she was like, you know, you can't get up here. And he was like, mm-hmm. This is reserved for me and my niggas. Oh, wait, I don't have one now. And then she was like, all right, you can come. I don't know why she acting like right. that, like she ain't been letting dogs in her bed. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. It's like, wait, what? Oh, okay. No, I see what you I see what you did there. These men are dogs. Jokey joke. joke. Um, Yeah. So Issa goes back to cuts back to Issa. She's unpacking, and then she like takes the cards and the same books and the what else was it? Um, The mix CDs back out. It's like I'm keeping these. That's that. And then she finds her high school rap journal. So you hear like a a young voiced Issa. Yeah. Rapping. Which I thought was cute that they had like the voice because I'm sure our voices change with age yeah. just like men's do. Um, yeah, like that was cute and it had her like bump bob in her head, like oh that was tight, or whatever. Very easy. <laughs> and then if you if you watch Aqua Black Girl, it just reminded me of the high school, the high school flashbacks used to have. Like I got that ill nana, no foxy, and they was like, <laughs> whose bitch is this? Like who who is this? It was so nice. Like, so yeah, that was a good, and then almost like a nod to talk about girl. So I, I appreciated that. Yeah. Um. I think anything else about the rap journal? No. I don't know. They did. I mean, they're clearly setting up like rapping is more than she like. She kind of let mm-hmm. on. That's something she really liked. Um, yeah, and it's been with her her whole life. So I, I thought that's been. I mean, her rap thing has been. It's, it's it's being taken more seriously by her, and we're realizing that it's really her dream because it started off with her rapping, like the whole broken pussy in the first episode was like, yeah, yeah, very true. So um, now Molly's at a company; she's at the morning, you know, company meeting. Um, they're looking for suggestions on some of the cases they have. Excuse me, sorry about that. Um, Oh, okay, yeah. So they're looking for some suggestions. She's she she looks kind of hyped, like she's about to like throw throw some like amazing idea out there. And then like one of her female coworkers, I guess, says the same idea before her. And um, what I what I liked, what I felt like was was something to highlight, but they didn't really say much about it. Was that the black boss kind of saw that Molly had something to say, and he was like, "Hey, Molly." Did did you mean to say anything? Yeah, you know, like nice. he didn't just pass over her, which mm-hmm. I felt would have happened at the white law firm. He was like, "Hey, you know, I, I saw something. You know, I want to hear you out." Um, and then Molly gives a suggestion for, I guess, her case. Is it her case or is it another someone else's case? I don't know. I wasn't sure. Yeah, they didn't make that clear. 
Uh, but they ask for suggestions, and Molly's Molly starts to say something, and then this lawyer guy Torian overtalks her, and you know the 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 boss is like, "Hey, that's a great idea, Torian. You know, let's get on it." And um, the meeting comes to an end. Mm-hmm. Molly walks up. Do you know the two female coworkers' name? I forget. I feel bad. Um, was one of them Toya? I don't know. I'm just my might be making it up here. <laughs> Okay, well, she walks over to the two that they've been highlighting and interacting with, and she was like, that was a very interesting meeting. You know, Tori had a lot of ideas. He said them really loudly. And, um, you know, her, I guess she she was, it, what, it, what it comes to be is like she's trying to fill out, like, was she the one overreacting? Yeah. Or was it, or like, was Tori kind of overstepping? Like, am I tripping or is this nigga tripping? Right. And then the girls go, then one of the ladies goes, you know, they they didn't teach modesty at Morehouse. And, you know, this is nothing new. A woman on the outs uh, with her female friends or female, you know, um, peers uh, tries to regain their trust by, you know, dogging out a Morehouse man. It's it's a man. Yeah, Morehouse man. It's it's nothing new. Um, You know, sometimes, you know, when women are on the outs, they feel like, oh, I can bond by, you know, dogging out men. And we'll do that. Um, one thing that's clear to me now after watching Insecure and Power, there's a Morehouse lawyer out there that has pissed somebody off in premium cable. Morehouse, everything that's pissed everybody off in anything. No, but in premium cable, it's a lawyer. Because cause every cat, every lawyer we've met that's, you know, they've been talking about, they affiliated with Morehouse, so... All those regular Morehouse cats that aren't lawyers, we in the clear. But y'all lawyer Morehouse cats, got to watch out. I don't know what y'all doing. If y'all could just stop being terrible, then we could probably get somewhere. I don't but, know what y'all doing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we see Issa, we fast forward to Issa sitting at her desk at work, looking at articles about music and test scores. And uh, Frida comes over, approaches her, lets her know. <sighs> Excuse me, guys. I'm so sorry. I'll cut that out. Um, that East is going to be allowed to go back in the field. Mm-hmm. So this is a big step, you know. Um, Frida talked about how Joanne, you know, like she basically talked East up to Joanne and how she was helpful at the fair, at the recruitment fair, how, you know, even though the logo stuff is hard to swallow, like it's what we need, you know, and just really kind of giving Issa her props, um, and you know you we've always appreciated that about Frida is like she's a good genuine person who um she's never really you know like she's never shown herself to be a backstabber or or mean or vicious you know just a good honest person yeah okay um so Issa goes out to lo- I, I was just I was just talking shit I'm, I'm over here reading I'm on IMDb trying to I find the women it. I forgot their names. Yeah, it was um, it's Felicia and Stacy. Sorry, Felicia and Stacy. Yeah. Okay. It's a um, down there. My bad. That's why I've been quiet. And I just said, yeah. I, guess, I, was, I don't even know why I said that. You were probably like, "What the fuck is she talking about?" Sorry. I was like, "Yeah." I was like, huh? <laughs> um, Go Issa goes out to lunch. She's at uh, the spot Worldwide Tacos when uh, Nathan, light skinned cat from the lift that we met in the first episode, comes up and yells party lift and it makes her drop her taco mm-hmm. 
y'all would be, I would have been pissed. She wasn't pissed enough. I know, like, he fine and everything, but, like, I would have been a little bit more mad. Like, especially if the wait is two hours regularly. Why is she so scary? Yeah, because I would have Why she my, drop it like if that? If you were really about to eat it, you would have had it more secure. Like, why are you Yeah, you would. Right. And what, Issa just, she just wants us to believe she can, she only needs one taco to fill up? I guess that's a testament to how poor she is. I don't know. <laughs> like, and if anything, she would have spilled, I would have been mid-bite and been like, oh, and then like got it over my shirt or something. <laughs> she said, let me get one taco. It's, this sounded fire though. Barbecue salmon taco. I, I, I'm hungry. That's a, I could F up some tacos right now. Um, so they begin playfully flirting, you know, before Nathan orders tacos. Um, the, the once he finally goes up to order his tacos, he he, he says like, you know, uh, he order he replaces the taco that Issa just dropped, but they said it's gonna be an hour wait. So he's like, so what should we do now? She's like, yo, you should check out the neighborhood, some dope stuff around here, and he asks for a um a tour. And so the first place they go is uh, Lamert Park, um, and I almost feel like this is the park. They this was a par- part of town they were talking about on the Fresh Prince that one time. No, when when Carlton was tripping when he's been fucked, had to spend that a night somewhere. Park. MacArthur, park. okay, okay. Oh, okay. All right, 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 right. Yeah, it looked like you know more. Like when she's a little more she's on the street, and um, having um, eating lunch outside. Yeah. <laughs> is that where it didn't Issa get a they gonna do a, a teen show based in Lamar yeah, Park so. or somewhere else? I think it was Lamar Park. I mean, that's where she grew up, so that's why okay. she's always like, you know, putting it up. Yeah. Repping it. Yeah. Um a lot of playful flirting in the form of jokes is happening. You know, you know that kinda is it's kinda it's little it's a little vibes, cheesy. Man. I really enjoyed it. It's no, nah, I mean I get it. It's just a little, you know, like Ah, I knew you was a soldier. <laughs> I'm light skinned. Issa is cheesy. She's about about to bite this man's head off. She's so she happy. Beautiful, honestly. Like, oh, you a thug, huh? Oh, so you a bad girl? Like, you know, these names fly around. Like, you know, the, the pre hunch flirting. Yeah, it's always fun. It's always fun. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like they may be a little too old to do that. Be doing it like this, but I mean, you know what? People flirt. Like, uh, let, light you know, I'm gonna let them live. Like, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, how flirting, responsible are you? <laughs> you know, flirting is kind of childish to begin with, so it's never going to be like a, a right and wrong way to flirt. It depends on the personality of the person, because it's always going to be like you know, hey, big head type stuff. Um, Nathan tells Issa he's a barber, um, which is a career with a lot of cat. You know, like depending on the type of barber you are, you could have a lot of cash. Which would make it easy to launder other types of money. Um, he said he don't want to be stuck behind a chair, and so he goes. He typically and goes to his clients. My, um, this is furthering my hypothesis of him being ex con. This, among other things, but that's a very you know you ain't got ain't nobody got to hire you to be a barber. You just be a barber. So, record. Yeah. Criminal record, and you travel. Oh. Talk about like running from the police. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then um, as they're walking through Lamert Park, they see a bench ad for Chad's realty, uh, real, real estate company. Real estate. Realtor. Yeah. Anyway, for his company. And they flame him for having a Bluetooth on uh, in the ad. Yeah, because he didn't even have to have a Bluetooth like for what? <laughs> It was it was it was a funny night to see Chad like this though. I I hope that means we'll see him. We missed him. I missed him. He yeah. He he's a huge por- uh source of uh comedy for the show. A huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um So then Issa gets a text from Frida, but she ignores it and continues to spend her day with Nathan. Yeah. Beautiful. And now Molly, and so now it's if it cuts to another scene, and Molly is back at her therapist, which is good to see because um, she kind of abandoned her shortly after the the beginning of uh, season two. Yeah, she's opening up, and but I'm just okay. We'll get to it. So yeah, she was just saying how female coworkers got the woman thing on lock, and Torian just has a big old mouth and is always talking. She doesn't like the politics, and says she you know that's why she left her her white firm, but. You know, it's always going to be politics. That's what I feel like. Like, you know, you complain about your job, but the problems you have at work are probably at any other workplace. And then her uh, her therapist tells her to work on right. you know, being helpful than being a star. Like, everything's going to be the gold noodle. And then she mentions Dro, and she was like, yeah, after my situation with Dro, et cetera, et cetera. And her therapist like, who that is? And I just think it's crazy. Like, you've been going to this person consistently, and you've been leaving out the most mentally draining part of your life. Like, you're wasting your money because she, she can't even help you all the way because you won't even let her know what needs to be helped. I mean, she's clearly shamed of it, you know. Like, she does this for a living. I'm sure she's not going to be judging anything, but that's something that you need to unpack. I mean, you know, even from when we saw Molly, you know, initially going to her, she was typically just talking about work, never getting too personal, you know. Molly really keeps this therapist at, at kind of an arm's length. And she's coming to, and I think this was kind of a moment where she was like, where kind, you know, like it caught up to her. It was like, look, you can't, you can't come here and get the help you need if you don't tell me everything because it, it's a summation of what's going on, and not, you know, everything is not kind of separate and uh, compartmentalized. Yeah, that's not how things work with a the therapist. You have to tell them what's going wrong with you. Yeah. Can I say the comment she made about? Her Felicia, Felicia, Felicia and Alicia. And, um, Felicia and Stacy. Felicia and Stacy about how that, them having the female thing on lock. I don't know. It just really, it, it. I don't know. It caught my attention for some reason. Like almost as like she felt like there's a gimmick needed in the office it's to. Not, no, it's to not a gimmick star, so much. To be it's just being the minority. And being able, it's like being like the cool black kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not necessarily like, hey, I'm black, look at me. But it's like, I'm black and cool. Or, you know, just happen to put on for your marginalized group. And they're already, you know, well, we're the women. And, you know, we're the black crew. We're the, everyone's black. So it's like the only marginalized group is the women. Lane. Right. And they got that on lock. They be, they be women in it up. Um, so I'm trying to think anything else about Drew. You think she told her about Drew? Do you think after like 
because the scene cuts. Yeah, they always cut in the good part of her therapy sessions, but I hope she did. Because she already said it now, so she may as well get to get to unpacking that luggage. I don't think she's gonna I don't think she's gonna give the whole truth in terms of like he's an old friend that is married and has an open marriage and I was sleeping with him, but I right. cut it off. Chris. So then now they're in the jungles, um, Issa and, and Nathan. And she it was so funny because she was like fake forgetting his name when they ran into that to each other and she was like, What's your name? Nansford? And I'm like, Who the hell's name Nansford? It was just funny to me. Um So now she's calling him Ransford as a joke. So then the jungles, I'm trying to figure out how all this stuff is walking distance and how ain't nobody musty. I'm confused. Like, nobody's feet hurts because he got them church shoes on so I, and them <laughs> little chunky small heels be hurting. Um, so yeah, it started a game of truth to dare. <laughs> and Issa being safe says truth. And then he asked in true light skin nigga form what her la- when was her last relationship? She was like, oh, five years. And then he's like, oh, that's a lot of time to walk away from. And then her dumb ass gonna talk about, yeah, well, I cheated. You know, he didn't deserve it. No one deserves that. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, sis. Yeah, I, no, I was handing the pussy out real easy. Because <laughs> we, can, we can argue about that. But, yeah. So. um, I thought it was, I, once again, the whole, well, let's play a little truth or dare. Uh, funny. To me, reminds me of my teenage years of let's play twenty one nah, questions. Niggas out here still playing truth or dare. I got got a couple times playing truth or dare. So <laughs> in my adult life, so it's still very relevant. I think the the childishness of it is what makes it so fun. Like we so childish for this. Okay, fine, dare. Like you know that <laughs> makes it fun. But I, I give him credit because like his first question to me was it was mature. You know, not like yeah. So how many dicks have you sucked? You know, <laughs> sometimes niggas niggas overstep and you know try to get too sexual way too quick. He's chilling because you know he's been in jail. He you know he's out now, <laughs> so he knows how to be patient. Um, but yeah, and then she he was like, oh, so you from the hood? That's where you from? She's like, no, my friend used to live down here. I actually lived up the hill. And he's like, well, let me see it. So they go walk to. See the, to, to see the house, but before that, she like cancels because she's still on her lunch break and she's like faking sick and calls Frida, like, Oh, bitch, right. I can't come because cough, cough, I'm sick. And then she cancels on the rest of her work. I mean, I guess when you got PTO like that, you can do those kind of things. And then they walk to her childhood home. I thought it was cute. I mean, I want to me, East is just acting a little too thirsty. She's she's but cheesing she so soft. hard. You know what I'm you saying? Issa can't cheese soft, so <laughs> his smile is gonna look like very emphasized like very like white, big teeth. Like not even trying to comfort her, but like her teeth, like, you know, they her smile is very strong. So of course it's gonna look like she just super like, nigga, I'm smiling, like I, I can't be happy. But it was just really good vibes. Like I've had that good kind of vibe with somebody. Like if I had to go to work and I had the PTO and freedom at work to do so, I'd be like, I ain't going to the people's job, let's go. Let's go to the movies or something like that. That was just telling of their connection. Like, it was just that good. I don't know if you just had that kind of first interaction with somebody that's been just that good before. Well, And it feels good. It's like, you know what? If I ain't got to do something, if I don't have any obligations, I would just sit up here and hang with you and be considered and talk at this bench or whatever all day. Well, I mean, I have had like, really, you know, like dope introductory conversations and, you know, spending time with the person. 
Um, but you know, like I, for me, I just, I, it, it was never, it never at a place where it interrupted my job, you know, or like, but at the same time, Issa hates her job and it's becoming more and more evident. It's becoming, you know, more like she can, she can, she can only put up with it less. She only, she's not able to put up with it as much as she was previously. So I understand her calling out and it's not because, uh, you know, she's like, it's not that Nate, her job is that terrible and like, but at the same time, like her and Nathan are having that a good time. Hello. Well, um, you kind of broke out up there, but oh, I was um, saying that although her and Nathan are having a good time, what she's skipping out on is something she don't like in the first place. Yeah, valid. You know, you know, so like that's playing a role in like being willing, you know, being willing to call out for Nathan. It's like I hate that place anyway. I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, she has the freedom to do that if she doesn't want to as well. Like it, it'd be different. She was working somewhere that needed her. It was missing out on important work, but she ain't doing shit with desk desk shit and foolishness. So they walk up on Issa's childhood home. It looks like a very nice home. Uh, Issa tells us there's a pool in the back. Oh, also she tweeted uh, that that's across the street from where Monica and um, Quincy lived on Love and Basketball. Oh, okay. I wonder why they picked uh, that house. Oh, I guess that the the visual because it looked like a, it stuck out like a sore thumb because everyone every other house is kind of housey, but that one looks like almost different. Yeah, and so um, Nathan's criminal ass. Oh no, no. So we find out um, that her parents got divorced at sixteen. So I, I assume that's when they left that home. Well. I don't, I'm not sure. I think, because, you know, her real parents divorced at 16 as well. And I want to say her mom kept the house. So I think they still ended up living there, but she was just saying swim at the family. Well, she, oh, I thought she was saying, it, to me, the way she, like, the kind of other stuff she mentioned was like, can't y'all stay together for the kids to swim? To me, made it seem as if they moved out and didn't get to enjoy the pool for as long as they would have wanted. As long as she wanted. She also, I mean, 16 is what, 11th grade? No, 10th grade, 11th grade. And uh, she got in high school. It's your sophomore yeah, year. Yeah, I'm saying. They were divorced when she was 16, but she was a big rapper in high school. So I think that she was still there throughout high school. I don't know. Then she, she, you know, Issa never really gives us too much context in her personal life. So but let's not spend too much time trying yeah. to figure out. So, oh. He Nathan, being the ex-con that he is, he dares Issa to break into the pool slash backyard, and she does. And but she does it easily. I mean, you know, I don't, I had a nigger rig some shit when you've lived there for a while. So she like just walks through the gate for her to climb over it because criminal. I mean, Issa. One, I mean, it, fortunately, Issa just used the. Uh, he, he was he he went real street on her. Like, so you gonna jump over this? She was like, one, calm down. I'm gonna reach through the fence and gonna unlock it. You know, but um, it's been like if she Issa's twenty nine, it's been twelve, thirteen years. A lot yeah. could have changed. I mean, if she noticed it was the same gate, then who knows? Um, so yeah. then it's it's Issa's turn to dare, and she dares him to jump in the pool, booty butt naked, and 
He does because you know he's used to showering in front of other men, and <laughs> when he's incarcerated, <laughs> so like getting naked in front of people isn't like a, an issue to him. So he he this was someone he wanted to get naked right. In so front it was, of. was much cool. easier for him to do so. Um, and, but Issa was so she's like, oh yes, penis. It must have been decently sized, <laughs> even like as flaccid and about to get in the pool. So shot, yay, good for her. Would you be concerned if you're Issa and he's hard? Not at all. Well, I mean, he hasn't been around women in a while because he's been in jail for so long. So he may have had, like, you know, just from being around a woman for, like, that long. I'm like, ooh. Ugh, but I think she would have probably beat that oh, before then because I'm always watching crotches That's- around me, so. So then he dares her to jump in naked, and she does. And she just, uh, you know, laughing. Yeah. But she but she kind of, you know, she she yeah. covered but herself like, up. don't look. And he's like, you invert shit. Which, Which I, I thought was cute, because was... I, I would do the same thing. Like, I'm looking right, right at you, buddy. I'm looking right there at you. Um, so they both jump in. It's really cute. And then she was saying, like, the but... rock that was in the corner. That's how I know much hasn't changed. That rock in the corner was um, where she used to host out her pants. Her um yeah her family talent show <laughs> we got some of the rocks in my house like they be big they be like man man but they be big well that's right too, you can't but they're still decorative like if if somebody else moved in my house and didn't want that rock there then they could move the rock it's a movable it's big but it's it's it can, you can, it can be done if you really don't want it there, especially with white people so <laughs> so yeah she tells him about her rap past which is something that you know I guess is very dear to her. She talks about her rap journal and all that stuff. And he's interested because, you know, when he was in jail, like, he wrote, you know, they didn't have much, but they did have composition books. <laughs> so he had time to write. And really he had plenty of things. I'm sure he appreciated that. And then when they're naked, she, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody in the cell block so, used to rap. Too. But she noticed the scar. That's, that's how that real ex-con jumped out because she noticed the scar. And I think she asked how he got that or something. And he was saying, like, he had a rough life. What did he say? I forgot. I haven't watched it since, like, that. Hold on. Let me go to it. I missed that. Um, I didn't, but I didn't she mentions the scar or something. Either she mentions the scar or he has a scar. But he has like a stab wound. I didn't. I don't, I don't know if she mentioned it. No, he may for have real, it's one, a stab but... wound. <laughs> yes. It, you know, You've people... seen a stab wound before? No, just period. Uh, down at family? Their school's in the blood. Shut up. Don't talk about my school. <laughs> Um, but no, he was something that she asked him, and he was like <laughs> sketchy about. But oh, so she asked him about his last relationship, and he kind of averted it. Yeah, he was like, "All the women down in Houston just want to stay in Houston." Correctional facility. That's what happened. Um, and he says that. You know, I've always wanted to come to LA. It's just, you know, starting over is different. She's she's like, Oh my God, so you just came here? He was like, Well, you know, my apartment flooded in a hurricane. His cell block. Mm -hmm. (laughs) His apartment flooded in a hurricane. So that happened last year. So he, you know, he'd been up there. Again, that's another time specific thing. Yeah, he has a stab wound on his right shoulder. You don't see that? In the pool scene. Did but did they mention it? It it wasn't mentioned, but it was quite visible. And it's kind of like open. I mean that they didn't say nothing about, you know, his uh Daniel's Kappa brand, but it was very visible. 
but that and that's one thing they just started putting in our faces because it wasn't visible the first two seasons. But this stab wound, like most of his body is underwater, but the stab wound is the only thing on his body that you can see. And I feel like that's a plot point. Again, that's another ex-con mm-hmm. clue because I'm looking at the scene right now. Definitely an ex-con clue. If you go 23 minutes into the show, then you'll see it. Um, we went to jail. And being shifty about his last relationship because it probably wasn't high school because he stole that car his senior year and then went to jail. Something like that. I don't know. Maybe he stabbed some lady. <laughs> but nigga went to jail and I don't care what anybody says. Someone said that he may have a baby. Mm, he don't <laughs> give me baby. He gives me he don't give no, you baby. Like, yeah, I don't think it was baby. I don't think it's baby. I I just think it's jail. Cause like we've dealt with men with all these other different things. And then as a traveling barber who if you have a baby, you're not just gonna up and leave Houston like that and be a traveling barber in LA. I think you would make better decisions than that. Why not? What if you don't uh, want to take care of the baby? I doubt, that. I doubt it, you know. Um I'm sticking to my ex con thing. I'm sticking well, to it. And then Fran <laughs> thinks it's ex con too. So I feel pretty justified. Who? Hey Fran, hey. She thinks he's an ex con as well. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And we got some concrete clues here. Sketchy, he cuts hair, and he has a stab wound. Um <laughs> Yeah, so let's see. Issa says, um, after, you know, kind of finding out that he he was willing to leave um, Houston, you know, after the hurricane and kind of pack up his life and start over, uh, Issa's like, I need to say, shake some shit up at my job. You know, I, I'm really starting to feel like I want to do something with kids and music. And he's like, you should do that shit. You know, and like, and she was like, oh, wow, like, thanks for the great encouragement. And so shortly so after that, bro. nothing like <laughs> that you new say? nigga smell. I said new niggas be so encouraging. Like, oh, you right. do that shit. Thank you, new nigga. Thank you so much, sir. <laughs> like, you know. Before we find out your character flaws and be like, sure, you got to make some adjustments before you do that. That's hilarious. Um. Well, and so after that, we hear a white voice say, a white man say, honey, call the cops. And Issa and Nathan have to get out the pool and they skedaddle and they pick their clothes up and they run down the street naked. And I don't know for how long they ran naked because their car was nowhere near this place or I didn't believe it was. He effing hilarious. She slipped and fell. It's only right. Um, and I think he he was like, "Yo, so what should we do after this?" He was like, "Well, you know, we got those tacos to go pick up." So, um, and then the scene cuts, and then we see Molly um, at her job. She walks up to her coworkers. What's their name again? Stacy and Felicia. And she's like, "Hey, you know, I've dealt with a similar case like the one you have. I'd be happy to help." Apparently she she's taking her um therapist advice about um about being you know, looking to be more of a help than to be a star. And yeah, and, and she's trying to be helpful, but it kinda of blows up later, but we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Um Issa and Nathan are at Issa well, they they first they grabbed the tacos. He was like, These tacos are probably cold as shit. And 
Issa's like, well, I have a microwave at my house, which is nearby, and some coochie I could offer you. You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I took a blowjob class a few weeks but ago. She's like, you ain't got a microwave in my place. Like, of course you do. Uh, of course. I don't have a mattress to sleep on <laughs> cause I'm broke um, but Ethan uh, and Nathan end up going back to her place to eat tacos um, they're sitting on boxes which is cute I thought that was cute um, while they're there she gets a a text from Kelly saying hey y'all I booked the Coachella place yeah that's cool House? of course Kelly was the one who booked it um, right. And I'm a little, I, at first when I was like, dang, Issa going to Coachella, like as broke as she is, but Coachella had yeah, a Coachella payment plan. It's hard so. to get into as it seems. No, it's not, it's not even about getting into I mean, it. It's just, I mean. hard, like, it's just expensive. Been, like paying for and budgeting for, it's really not that hard. Like my friends went, um, not saying that my friends broke or anything. Like they were able to like plan and go. It's just long. It's, it's, all, it's all about planning, really. But you act like a group of a, going anywhere with a group of people is always just a little more difficult because there are different personalities and ideas and stuff. So. But they they're grown. They're thirty, and they all have known each other for long enough to know how each other works. Like you know, you got to text each two more, three more times. To make sure her payment comes in on time. You know Kelly gonna be drunk, so make sure that she acting the fool. I mean, yeah, she acting right, whatever. So, yeah, so they're, you know, talking and all that, and then they start kissing on the mouth. And I'm like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Kiss that light-skinned man, sis. I'm like, what about the hunch it? Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, it's it's always somewhere to hunch, but... Right, I mean, yeah, you make it do what it do. You don't need a bed. Right, the, the situation wasn't all the way set up, but then they get a knock on the door in true TV and movie fashion, and it's Trina's little adorable badass son. He looks familiar. Yeah, he ain't been on the earth long enough, but he does look familiar. He he looked like the boy that said LeBron James. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, so yeah, so the little boy knocks on the door. He was like, "My mama said, you know." My mama said we locked out, and you changed the lock on her. She's like, no, and she, I didn't. He's just like, no, I didn't. <laughs> and we hear Trina say, yes, you did. And she's, he's like, ooh, what y'all doing in here? Eating tacos and kissing on that's the mouth? Hilarious. Not only because that's exactly what they were doing, but it's just like, mind your business, little, little child. And... <laughs> And so she's like, I'm going uh, to be right back. And close the door in the boy face. Nathan decides that he's going to get up and leave. They kiss one more time. You know, because it was That's like that, that good. goodbye kiss is really what's telling of the interaction. Like, if you don't get that goodbye kiss, it was like, okay, maybe that wasn't that great. Yeah. Maybe, you know, the chill wasn't as strong as I thought it was. But that goodbye kiss, if he tried to linger outside your car for a little longer, or the door, like, jingle his keys, like, uh. yeah, get that kiss, nigga. Yeah. But yeah, um, then they go to leave and they open the door and little nigga's still there. And he was like, she told me to wait. <laughs> Funny as F. <laughs> um, 
so I think that's the end of Issa and, and Nathan. You know, and this was a this this episode was very heavy with them. And then we're back at Molly's job. Um, she's walking, and her female coworkers walk up to her and say, "Hey, can we meet tonight about the case?" Um, Molly says she's she can't. She's too busy. I think they make arrangements to meet right. on the weekend. But Torian, uh, the loudmouth Morehouse lawyer, walks out. He's like, hey, Molly, you uh, you ready to get started? I guess they had a meeting about the case he's handling. So she's playing both sides, which is kind of crazy because she was just talking shit about him. Um, I, I, oh, so that's what happened. You, you feel like because they kind of gave her a look of like, really, nigga? Yeah, she was like caught like, all right, girl, you got it. And I don't, I, I guess, man, as a woman, can you tell me like, do you feel like that was there was really some betrayal there? It was just like, it was more of a, all right, girl, or don't buy that more they can chew, or we told you that nigga wasn't shit, or you doing too much, or don't spread yourself too thin, or it's a, it's a lot of. In their interaction in black woman, it was just a lot of said, a lot said. Okay, because I I didn't I, I was trying to because I'm sitting there and I'm watching. I'm like, I was like, maybe they're upset that she's maybe delaying them on their case, or maybe they kind of feel away like this the nigga you, you who was over talking you and was clowning and now you helping him. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know if it was that type of judgment. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting, and you know, I don't, I don't know if, if maybe Molly took another step backwards with her coworkers from this. Yeah, I don't think it's like hard feelings, but it's just like. Mm. But she's trying to get in socially, you know, like she, you know, she, she's at, you know, she had this thing where she, we did it differently at my old firm, my old firm, my old firm. So now they weren't banging with her, and so like I felt like they kind of, you know, like. Alicia, uh, Felicia, and Stacy, kind of like were willing to like get back cool with her when they were kind of talking about Torian, and then she volunteered to help them. They was like, "Okay, we're gonna be black women helping each other and doing our thing." And then it was like, "Oh, but you're helping, oh, buddy. But you're trying to get on everybody's side." It, and it kind of made her look like a brown nose as well. Like you, I g into everybody in the office. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, let's see. Can I just say though, uh, Yvonne Orgy Molly, whoever, I, she was wearing that blue dress to me. Oh, the dress is nice. It's bad. I don't know if it's appropriate for work with all the back action, but it was cute. She was looking good in it. So that was cute. No, it was a, it was a definitely a bad dress. Like she posted a picture and then everything. I'm like, that's it. That's that's <laughs> Pete. Um, next scene is Issa's getting ready for work the next day and all the old stuff that she had decided that she was going to keep, you know, despite, um, Molly's, uh, Molly's, um, encouragement or direction. She decides, you know what? She's going to let it go and she's going to set it out in the trash. You know, I was proud of her. You know, and, and it's, it is hard, you know, like. That's one thing about like relationships. She's actually, you know, acting on the things that she said she's going to do, which is a first for her. Well, yeah, and I just want to talk. Like, it is hard to let go of some 
some older things. I like CDs and stuff. I I wouldn't say, but you know, like think about like a restaurant or I don't know if you uh, you probably I, I doubt you probably if, has a man ever bought you clothes. Yeah, why you say you doubt? I probably what? Just that I don't know. I don't know if a man would properly buy. Not every man, like it, I think it's more rare that a man could properly buy. Maybe I'm thinking too hard about it because it's nothing to buy a t-shirt, but like yeah. to buy clothes that, like as a woman's like, yo, I really like this. I'm gonna keep wearing this unless it's something a little more simple. No, I mean he wasn't like, oh, I found this banging dress at Forever Twenty One for you, babe. Right. But it right. was like I got you some Adidas leggings and I wear them leggings all the time because they're fucking good leggings. Like <laughs> exactly. Like that's the only thing that I can really like basketball shorts that I stole from him, or and my sneakers. Like those, I'm never gonna stop wearing them shits. So yeah. my next nigga. Where's the man? Like I bought a few. One. I thought I bought a few. Like you know, like t-shirts. Like oh, it's a little it's a t-shirt of your favorite character or like your favorite artist. You know. Um. So yeah, it's always those things that's it's gonna be hard to let go. And so you know, like you said, it was dope to see Issa. I guess what it, what Issa needed was the reminder of what how good something new can feel when you let go mm-hmm. of old things. Yeah, and I'm I'm proud of her. She put it right in the trash. Then she gets to work. You know, of course, she's still pondering on this whole the little music thing or whatever. And this is when Frida comes and tell her that it's okay for her to come back to the field. Not before, but this is when. And she's like excited, but then she's like, "Am I excited?" And she's like, "I'm about to quit." No, this is that no, because remember, Issa told her, Frida told her earlier she was going to be back in the field, and they were going to talk about it later that afternoon. But she played sick. You sure? Because yeah, she was like, "We're going to talk about your new assignment later after lunch," and then hold on, I got it right here. I think it's when she confirms that the new assignment was being back in the field or something like that. This is where she's like, so your new place is going to be at this middle school. Oh, okay. Let me see. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. You're right. You're right. I get it. Okay, so she was like, yeah, so your assignment is going to be at Crozier Middle, and I talked to a teacher, and it's going to be cool. And then Issa was just like, mm, I'm over it. And it and it really be like that sometimes. Yeah. She's like, and then she tells can... her that she's quitting. And the next shot is her walking out. Did she even take her shit with her? Let me see. You see the box? She just had a book bag. She didn't even have her, her banker box. She just quit, quit. Like, <laughs> cold key. Like, keep the box. Keep take everything. It. I hope she got her another round in the reed pens that she, you know, so eloquent had. She didn't have anything lined up. And, well, that's the episode. But she didn't have anything lined up, which is kind of crazy. I guess she's going to hit the dude up from that she met at the career fair. But, okay, PSA for niggas. Can y'all stop bringing Lawrence and comparing Lawrence's situation and everything that Issa does? Because it's not. Yes, she quit a job with without, you know, having a backup. But she's been unemployed for 37 seconds. Can y'all please give it time to compare her to Lawrence? Lawrence didn't have a job for five Years. No, it was two. You, y'all, you love to extend it. They were dating for five years. I mean, not five years. Not five. Okay. T- still, 37 seconds versus two years is a big difference. I'm sure. I mean, she drives Lyft, which is something to, to fall back on. So I guess that's her best buy, but she didn't have to be begged to get a best buy. But give her time. Like, 
to before you compare it to Lawrence. Yeah, she quit her job. Well, I okay. just I just think it wasn't it wasn't fulfilling her. It was like a self care type thing. I don't know. I think I think um I, I guess you can say self care all that, you know, in the lift. Like you said, I did think like, okay, like maybe she'll just drive lift full time. But um you know, it, it it was to me it was the I'm gonna quit my job with no backup and I'm going to Coachella. I mean, Coachella's already paid for, so I think there's still always some expenses like you could Yeah, that could I come mean, up. if it's like food and shit, she been was she was gonna have to eat whether she was in LA or at Coachella. So those expenses aren't really much of a difference. I mean and then knowing like Kelly and the planning, like those kind of things probably were sent in the budget that she'd been paying on. She probably had a, a separate budget with an Excel that she sent to him on email. Okay, you guys, for the food, we're going to send $50 now so we can cook or we're going to go to L. It just was, it just, or whatever. It just seemed, you know, impulsive, impulsive and, and not responsible to me, you know, and she's, she's off the high of, you know, meeting this new guy. So, um, I, I wouldn't advise it. I would never like encourage any of my close friends to do no shit like that. Um, if my friend, had, if it was Molly and she had money to, I probably wouldn't have advised. It, I'm not saying what Issa did was smart, but I'm just saying that it's not comparable to Lawrence's situation. No, I guess no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it is. That was um, my point. But Issa's, you know, Issa's, Issa's broke. broke, and it, it definitely wasn't smart. And I, I won't say it's smart because it wasn't. But yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that was this week's episode. It was really good. They released it early um, because of the holiday weekend, so it's been available since Friday. Um, predictions. You already know how I'm coming. <laughs> uh, that nigga was a felon. But as far as Coachella, who knows how that's going to go. Um, Tiffany's pregnant. I don't know how this is going to progress the storyline. I don't know. So I don't know how this is going to yeah. I I just want these episodes to count because we started so slow and it's just now starting to pick up and now she's not even going to be home to entertain her new boo. So we'll just see. We'll just see. Right. And I, and that was my thing. Like in those, so if we count, you know, next week is going to be an all girls, all Coachella um, episode. I guess they're deading the Dro storyline. I don't know. I don't know. Unless there's some resolution that we get there. Is she going to run into Lawrence at Coachella? I think that may be a thing. I feel like we're going to see Chad. Hmm. We'll see. Maybe it's like just some surprises. Because I'm like, this doesn't seem very fun and have anything to do with either of their growth. So we'll see. Yeah. But at the same time, doesn't that happen in adulthood? We like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go to Coachella or this festival or this concert because I deserve mm-hmm. um, yeah I am concerned though I guess we're gonna the last three episodes are gonna have to be really packed but you know what I'm what else I, I'm thinking about I thought about after watching this episode was that Insecure is supposed to be about Issa and Molly and like them becoming better women mm-hmm but they got us they 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 got our loyalty talking about relationships with people of all ages can relate to and when they aren't talking about that it 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 feels slow yeah i mean i guess they're going in a new direction that we have to get used to 
Um, but niggas still gonna watch every episode and complain and, and compare it to Lawrence, which is really annoying. Like one of my followers, literally every episode. But Lawrence, nigga, shut up, shut up, like shut the fuck up, please. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm, 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 I am a little worried, but I'm interested to see how the season is. I have faith in them because they've been able to do pull it off all this time. Yeah. So that's all I have for this week. Uh, anything else I'm from Gucci. you, Melanie? I'm good. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh-huh. Have a blessed week, and we will see you all next week on another episode of Bouch Bomb and Terry, presented by All My Grown the Podcast. All right. Bye, guys.